Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hello friends! Have you ever wondered what it's like to receive a calling from God to the mission field? Is it an impression, a prompting by the Holy Spirit, a sense of duty, a dream, a compassion for the lost? Or is it just a simple, I will go, in response to the Great Commission to take the gospel to every nation, language, tribe, and people? Perhaps it's a combination of these. Join Jason and Midori Sliger as they relate to us their journey to missions and their confirmation to work among the Gogodala of Papua New Guinea. They titled this story, Our Calling. So my call into missions started back when I was 18 years old in high school. For our senior class trip, we decided to go on a mission trip to the Philippines where we held a two-week evangelistic series and us young people helped with the kids' meetings. And while we were there, I just remember seeing the truckloads of people coming to the seminar every night, packed in the back of this uh, these sugarcane trucks like little sardines. And they would sit there in the tent each night, attentive for two hours, listening to the Word of God being presented. And I remember leaving the islands there, getting ready to come back to the United States and just thinking to myself, wow, Lord, are there that many people in the world who are hungry for the Word of God? And as we were traveling back to the U.S., I vividly remember Matthew 24, 14 going through my mind, uh, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. And thinking to myself in my new Christian experience, Lord, I want to do whatever I can to hasten your coming. And that kind of was the beginnings of uh, my call into to missions. I obviously at that time didn't know that I was going to serve as a missionary. But it was several years later when I had a chance to talk with Kyle Thunberg, who was going into mission work. He kind of opened my eyes to the vast need in the world. At that time, I was an evangelist with Amazing Facts. And he was sharing with me these stats of 3 billion people in the world who've never even heard the name of Jesus. And that just really got my heart. You know, if you want to speak to the heart of an evangelist, tell them that there's three billion people who's, who's never even heard the name of Jesus. And that was kind of one of the first seeds uh, of, of a desire to actually help with the problem of missions. And, um, and from that time forward, we just began to learn a lot more about the need of missions and, and the need for workers in the mission field. So, like Jason, I also read missionary stories and heard missionaries come back from the field with their stories, and it made me just want to be a missionary. So, I planned to go to the mission field as soon as I graduated from college, and I wanted to just love the people and help them and live my whole life out there in the mission field by myself. But God made it clear to me that that wasn't His plan. And he sent Jason into my life, and we got married, and we did ministry. Then we went into pastoring later. Um, but the mission theme was still there. And we um, supported some of our friends who went as missionaries. And I love to follow the missionaries that we read about in the Adventist Frontier Missions Frontiers magazine. 
One month, I was reading the magazine, and I got to the end of the magazine, and on the back page, there was a column that said "Top Five Mission Calls," and the top one on the list was a call for a pastor to go to Scotland. And I got excited because,、uh, for a long time, we, Jason and I, had been interested in missions, but Jason didn't feel like he had the skills to be a missionary because. A lot of the stories that we've heard are about missionary doctors or nurses or teachers, and he was a pastor. So here was something that maybe we could do. And I told Jason, "Hey, look, they're looking for a pastor to go to Scotland as a missionary." And he said, "Oh, cool, whatever." Nothing ever happened. Nothing came of it. But the next month. I read through the magazine, and on the back page, under the top five calls, it said again they were looking for a pastor to go to Scotland. So I told Jason, "Look, they're still looking for a pastor to go to Scotland," and he didn't really pay any attention, I guess. And several months after that, I would open the magazine to the back page and look for it, and there it was. They were looking for a pastor to go to Scotland. So this was really. Kind of bothering me because I felt like this could be our chance. Maybe God is calling us to the mission field. So as I was thinking about this, I was I put it down in my prayer journal, and I wrote, "Dear Lord, please either give me peace about this or put this call to Scotland on Jason's heart." So I didn't know anything about this prayer request that Midori was praying about. Uh, this project in uh, Scotland, um, but I didn't really think of me being the one who would potentially fit、uh, a project like that. But one morning, I was having my my devotions.、Um, it was several months after Midori had seen this call to、uh, Northern Scotland, and as I was reading through、uh, my morning reading that that morning,、uh, I just kind of picked up my Bible where I left off and. Um, it was Luke chapter eleven, and so I, I was reading through the chapter, and、uh, the Lord brought verse nine, which is one that most of us know, to my attention.、Um, and I say unto you, Ask and it shall be given unto you; seek and you shall find; knock and it shall be opened unto you. And as I was reading through that, just kind of thinking about it, it was like this very distinctive impression that God said, Jason, it's time for you to start knocking on the door of missions. And you know, there's not many times that. It's just so clear that God is is wanting you to do something.、And、that was just one of those moments where it was just very, very clear that this was something the Lord wanted me to do.、Um, so you know, not wanting to be disobedient, I finished my devotion and and talked to Midori about it. And of course, she was, you know, her prayer was being answered. You know, and、um, she was very supportive. And so I went downstairs in in my office in our house, and、um, I shot an email off to John Baxter right away.、Uh, we had talked before about missions together, and、uh, said, "Hey, you know, I'd like to get a little bit more information about this project in in Scotland." And he wrote me back and and said,、um, "You know, we'd love to talk to you sometime. Come on down to my office."、Um, and so we set up a time for us to go down and visit with John. To discuss the the potential possibilities of missions, so when we arrived down at the office to to meet with John, he was having a little、um, meeting, impromptu meeting in the hallway there at the office with Conrad and、uh, Mark Coleman, 
And as we walked in, he introduced me to to them. You know, it's Jason. He's a pastor here in the Michigan Conference, and uh, he started to talk about missions. And uh, you know, he asked us to go down to his office and just wait while he finished up his his little discussion there. And uh, unbeknownst to me, as we went to go sit down, um, I believe it was Conrad who uh, said to John, you know, maybe Jason and Midori would be a good fit for the Gogodala project in Papua New Guinea with the training center that's being built there, given, you know, our background in evangelism and uh, pastoral work. So John comes down to the office, uh, comes down to his office, and we sit down and we're just having a lovely chat. Um, we had been reading a lot of missionary biographies and just really kind of immersing ourselves. And I've been preaching a lot in my churches about missions and um, doing mission projects and mission trips and things like that. And so this was, we just kind of felt like we were with our people, uh, being able to talk with John a little bit more about missions. And, um, and then he drops his bombshell on us. He says, you know, have you ever thought about maybe going as missionaries to Papua New Guinea? And I, I just kind of looked at him like, Papua New, what? That never even entered my mind, the, the remote possibility of going to Papua New Guinea. I was just so, you know, focused on, on this project in Scotland. And I'd done a, you know, a bunch of research about Adventism in Scotland and, and Reformation and stuff. And, and now he's saying, Papua New Guinea, you know, what do you, what do you think about that? And I was just, I was a little taken back. I didn't know what to think at that time. As soon as John mentioned the idea of us going to a remote place like PNG, I was totally on board with it. It was kind of what I dreamed of doing with my kids. And so I was excited about it, but Jason was not. But we both wanted God's will, so we prayed and for the next three or four months, just asking God to show us His will. During that three months, John came to our house to visit with us to do an in-home interview. Well, we were talking, of course, we talked about lots of different places that we could potentially serve, and Papua New Guinea was one thing that we talked about quite a bit. So John said, listen, I'll get in touch with the Ericsons and see if I can find out some more information about the project, and I'll pass it along to you, and, and you guys can pray over it. So he went back down to the office, we continued to pray, and then I get an email from John inviting us to come down for a week of orientation at the FM office. And we were excited, you know, we just felt like the Lord was opening doors for us to, uh, to, to, to go into missions. And on our first day, I asked John, you know, hey, have you heard anything from the Ericsons? He said, no, that they were super busy with their building projects and communications not always easy there in PNG. But as soon as he said, as soon as I hear anything, I'll be sure to let you know. So that night, Midori and I went home and we just really poured our hearts out to the Lord in prayer, asking him to show us clearly where it was that he was leading us to go as missionaries. And in my mind, I prayed this prayer uh, silently because I was probably too chicken to pray it out loud. Lord, if you want us to go to PNG, please have the Ericsons get in contact with, with John and that will be an indicator you're leading us in that direction. And early in the morning, the next morning, I had this dream that uh, we had landed in Port Moresby and we were going through the airport, going down to the baggage claim area to pick up our bags and Steve and Lori were there to meet us. And Lori came up to Midori and just threw her arms around her and gave her this big, huge bear hug, welcoming us into the country. And then I woke up. The next morning, we were scheduled to sit down with the committee to discuss placement where we could serve as missionaries. And as we sat there in the room, um, I asked John again, hey, John, have you heard anything from Steve and Lori about, uh, about the Gogodala project? And he said, yeah, actually, I have. I got an email from them last night, and I'll talk to you a little bit more about it later. 
And I was just flabbergasted. You know, it was just the direct answer to prayer, specific prayer that I had prayed the night before. And it seemed like God was lining things up for us to go to Papua New Guinea. So on our way home to lunch that day, I told Midori about my dream and the prayer request that I prayed. And we just felt as a couple that the Lord was opening the door and making it very clear to us that he wanted us to go to Papua New Guinea to serve at the Gogodala Project. So we began to pray as a couple and ask the Lord to give us confirmation that we were going in the right direction and that uh, we were heeding his call in our lives. And a lot of interesting things happened that week, but it was Friday morning when we were finishing up our classes. Um, I was sitting there listening to the final presentation and uh, I get this email that pops up on my computer from Lori Erickson. And she had uh, emailed us telling us that they were excited to be able to work with us and what have you. But she emailed me on Friday afternoon saying, hey, Jason, are you still in Berrien Springs? I'm here. I'd love to meet you guys. Of course, you know, I'm like, I'd love to meet you, you know, so I emailed her back and um, we emailed back and forth and our, our schedules overlapped for about 15 minutes. We had to get going to our district. She had some stuff going on and there was about 15 minutes that we would be able to, to catch up with each other. So we set up the time and we were waiting for her and, and uh, her daughter to show up. And as they come in through the front door of AFM, um, Midori walks out to, uh, to, to greet them. And I'm kind of walking behind her. And, and I didn't set it up. This is just, just, just the way it happened. Midori walks out and Lori comes in and Lori sees her and throws her arms around her and gives her this big, huge bear hug. And I'm standing there in the doorway looking into Lori's face and she's crying. And I can hear Midori on the other end uh, sniffling and crying on her end as well. And I'm standing there watching this whole thing happen, thinking to myself, wait a second, I've seen this before. And the Lord brought back to my memory the dream that I had just a couple of days before where Lori was welcoming us into Papua New Guinea to serve with them as missionaries. So that's our story of how God led us into missions and to the Gogodala Project. And I just want to say that following God this far has given us such a rich experience and we're really excited to see what he's going to do in our lives and in the Gogodala Project. Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. God bless.